Many Christian women feel unsatisfied in their life, like there's something more out there for them. Redemption Unveiled is here to help women take the adventure God has for them so that they don't live their life and miss out on the purpose they were created for. Hi, I'm Haley. Let's do this. I'm so excited to share with you a recent live teaching I was able to do. Now, this teaching is for anyone out there who's feeling just a bit unsatisfied in their life, in their faith, as if you feel the call that there's more for you, this whisper of an invitation that says, I have something for you. Follow me. I am so excited to share with you, you guys, this is absolutely the passion of my life, and I hope that it meets whoever it's supposed to meet today. Okay, enjoy. What's up with that, right? Are we missing something? I mean, we're all trying really hard, right? Year after year, we're doing everything we know to do. But we'll have these moments where we think to ourselves, what am I missing? Like there just feels like maybe a little something more. What's wrong with us? Do we need to become more content? Is that the problem? Do we need to shift our expectation for what this life looks like? Is there something wrong with us? Is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with you? Are we missing something? Is there something more for us? Today I'm speaking to one person, and that's the unsatisfied Christian. The Christian that feels haunted by a whisper that there's more for you on this earth. Let's do this. One of my favorite things to do is to go to the beach. I can stay out there all day. I love looking at the water, hearing hearing it, feeling the wind, being in the sun. And one of the things I love to do is to find shells. I'll find them, and I like to keep them, and I'll call them, like, treasure from my adventure. It's a reminder of this adventure I took. And one day I was on the beach, and this guy came up to me, and he said, you should look over there. I think you'll find something great. And I go, and I find the coolest shell, something unlike we had, I had found on this beach before. And he did it again, and he did it again. And I started realizing this guy knew what he was talking about, about his shell treasure. And I said, what's your name? He said, my name's Jesus. I said, hey, do you want to help me with this? Like, I love doing this. So day after day, we spend life on this shore. Sometimes we'd go into the water. Sometimes we'd walk up the beach just a short ways. It was awesome. What I would call paradise. Picture perfect, day after day. And he always, he always came through, right? If he told me to follow him, I knew that we were going to find some, something good, something that I could hold on to. I could put it in my pocket, and I could collect this awesome gift, these treasures that I was finding on this adventure. 
One day we're sitting by the fire like we do often as the sun is setting and eating dinner. And we're talking and he says, I have a gift for you. Do you want it? Now, I know what he's talking about because, you know, we talk about this, and he's talking about a treasure, and he's never brought it up like this, and so I'm pretty excited. I said, yes, of course I want it. And he said, well, there's only one problem. It's a little bit farther out than we normally go, and I don't know if you're going to feel comfortable with it. Now, I couldn't help myself because now I've been teased, and I'm like, yes, I want this. I want this treasure. I want it. Let's do it. He's like, okay, we'll start tomorrow. Now, as I went to bed, I did have a little bit of a worry that about how he, he mentioned it was farther out. Because something Jesus does know about me is I, I love the beach, but I'm not comfortable out in the water too far, right? I'm just not. You know, put me in a swimming pool, I'm fine. So, I'm thinking, what do I need for the day? So I wake up early, I get my good goggles, my life jacket, my snorkel, and my flippers, of course, because I want to be ready, because I want to go get this treasure he has for me. And I'm thinking how fun it's going to be tonight to sit by the fire and look at this new thing he's given me. So I flip out, and I go to Jesus, and I say, I'm ready. And he turns around, and he says, oh, he laughs. He says, what's all this? I said, I'm ready to go get that treasure that you have for me. And he said, okay, follow me. I was surprised he didn't walk towards the water. I thought we were going out in the water. He starts walking down the beach. So I start flipping after him, and I realize we are walking here. I need to take the flippers off. So I, I take my flippers and I carry them and I am walking with excitement and purpose because he's taking me to a treasure. He's done this many times and I know it's going to be good. So we walk and we walk and we walk. And I'm kind of thinking a little heads up on how long the walk would have been. I mean, that would have been nice, but whatever. So we get to this area of the beach that I'd never been before. It's, it feels very different. And it's crowded with people. Normally it's just us two. So this is, it's just really new. And he stops and he says, do you see those boulders out there? And I look and I say, yeah, I see it. Why? He said, that's where the treasure is. Now, Jesus had mentioned it's a bit farther out than we usually, usually go. But this is past, reason, past the reasonable point. This is not, this would not be, something I'm comfortable doing, going out there. And I said, <clears throat> I said, Jesus, I can't, I can't go there. That's not safe for me. I'm not prepared. I'm not equipped for this. And he says, <clears throat> okay, I understand. And he turns around and he starts walking back the direction we came. I said, wait, I said, what are you doing? He said, well, we'll go back to where you feel comfortable. And I said, well, no. I said, I want, I want the treasure. And he said, well, there's only one way to get the treasure. You have to follow me. I said, I mean, I'm, I'm, 
you've got your logical brain, you've like, I'm, I'm going to die if I go out there. And then I've got this other side of all these experiences I've had with this man that's proven time and time again that he has good things for me. So I'm thinking, okay, I want the adventure. I want this treasure. Let's go. And he says, let's, okay, he said, follow me. So I get into the water. I've got my flippers. I've got my goggles. I've got my life check. I've got, I've got, I've, I've, I thought I was ready, right? Well, everyone's watching because I'm flipper girl. And I, these waves are much stronger than I'm used to. Uh, the, the beach that we're from, it's calm. It's paradise. It's sunbathing. It's s- slow walks. As soon as I get these waves hitting me, what in the world are we doing? This is immediately not fun. And I like fun. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you're really excited about something and you do 30 seconds of difficulty and you're kind of over it? That's me. So finally I realized, like, the flippers have to go. They're not helpful. I kick them off. I throw them back to shore. Jesus is like, he's swimming in a pool. Like, he's awesome. He knows this water. He's good. He's just coasting straight to the boulders. And I'm over here thinking, what in the world? I've been working for 15, 20 minutes. I've got nowhere. You all know. I've gotten nowhere. So I just get, I get back onto the shore. A little bit later, I look up, and Jesus is looking back at me. And he waves as if to say, follow me. And I shook my head, and I said, And he starts swimming back to me. And he says, it's okay. We don't have to go. We can go back. And now I'm in this weird place. It's getting dark at this point. So we decide to make our fire and have dinner and stay here for the night. And it just gnaws at me. Like, what are we doing here? I feel confused. I feel embarrassed. I spent most of the afternoon flipping and fighting, and, and people were watching. Like, what's up with this girl? So we sat by the fire. We go to bed, and I'm trying to make sense of Jesus' plan, right? And I realize that I wasn't prepared for, I wasn't prepared. That was the problem. I'm the problem here. So I get a plan. First in the morning, I go, and I rent a snooba gear and a boat, and I pull up on shore. I've got everything I need now. Now, snuba is cool because it's a mix between scuba and snorkeling. You don't have to have any certification, and it's a hose that attaches you to a boat so you can go swimming in the ocean. I'm great now. And I pull up on the shore, and Jesus turns around, and he laughs, and he says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm ready. Let's go get, the, go get this treasure that you have for me. And he says, okay. And he gets on the boat, and he shows, we go to the boulders, and he says, stop right here. He turns around, and he says, follow me. So I get all my gear on, and I jump off the boat, and I get under the water, and it's immediately so beautiful. It's so beautiful. You have this coral reef of all different colors, these fish swimming around. I mean, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I'm thinking, just right now, this is, this is awesome. Thank you. We swim around for a bit, and I look up, and Jesus is turned around, and he waves his hand as if to say, follow me. 
So I flip over there, and I get to him, and he's right where two of the boulders meet. There's an opening between the two, not super small, big enough to get through, but I can't reach with this hose that I have with my snuba gear. And he looks at me, and he waves, and I say, no, underwater, I have to say, as if saying, I can't follow you there. And I've got my hose, and I'm shaking it, like, look. And he nods as if to say, I understand. And he turns around, and he swims back up to the boat. I'm underwater, full snuba gear, a bit confused with what we're doing here. I get up to the boat, I'm just I'm just like, what? what? Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're trying to put the pieces together of what just happened to you. But that's where I was. What are we doing here? And Jesus got in the steering wheel and drove us back to the shore. At that point, I, w- I wouldn't say I was mad at Jesus. I did feel misled, and I'm starting to feel almost like, what's the point here? Are we playing a game? Are we wanting me to look just stupid? Why do you keep bringing me to this place that I can't follow you, and then you're just going back? Like, like what are we doing here? And I wasn't really ready to bring that up, honestly. I just needed some time. And we go to bed, and we wake up, and the next morning, I don't, I don't want to do anything with this treasure. We're just going to stay on the shore. We're going to find some things. We're going to get back to what feels good, what I can do, and actually get a result from. So some time goes by. Life feels like it's getting back to normal. But the only problem is, is I could still see those boulders. We were still in that same place. And I'd every now and then I'd look, and that feeling would just haunt me. That word, that voice. I have a gift for you. There's treasure in there. And I like treasure. It's halfway was just curiosity. You know, when someone kind of gives you a little something and you just want to know what the end is. So over time, I found myself thinking, like, what went wrong? And it hit me what went wrong. What went wrong was I had picked the short way of preparation. I wanted the quick. I wanted the easy. So I went and I got, secretly, I didn't tell Jesus, over four weeks, I took a scuba class, like the real, real scuba. And after a month, I got certified. And I went, and I got my boat. I woke up early one morning, got my boat, got my scuba gear, pulled up. Jesus turns around. He laughs. He says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm finally ready. Let's go get the treasure. He hops in the boat. He says, okay, let's go. I take him right back to that last place we were at the last time we were there. And together, we jump off the boat. We don't do a lot of exploring now because I'm kind of like, let's get on with this. I go straight to the point where I kind of go last time. He comes over. He waves his arm as if to say, follow me. And I do with pride because I've put the work in. And now I'm ready. So we swim and we swim. Again, I wouldn't say this was a small area, but it wasn't open water. We were swimming through these big boulders. Until we get to the point where it's at the very end, and Jesus stops. And he turns around and waves as if to say, follow me. And I look, and in front of us 
is just this small opening, small enough to get through, but not with my tanks, not with all of my stuff. And I looked at him and I shook my head as, and I pointed as if to say, I can't go there. And he nodded kindly as if he understood, turned around and started swimming back out the opening. At this point, I am mad. I am now convinced that this is some kind of weird game that we're playing. I don't know what the point here is. I feel frustrated that we keep getting to this place with no instructions. There's no anything. I'm all on my own trying to do the very best that I can do with no help. A little help would be nice. And I swim back through the boulders, back up to the boat, meet him there, take off all my stuff. I'm throwing it down. And I say, I don't know what you want from me. You told me you had a gift for me. You told me it was going to be an adventure. And I have news for you. This hasn't been fun. I don't like this. This is not an adventure. This is not a kind thing to do to a friend, to someone you love. I'm done. I get in the steering wheel. I take us back, not to the shore we had been at, but back to the beginning. I want to go back home. I want to feel safe. I want to have a nice life. I want to wake up and enjoy myself. I want to actually find treasure. A treasure hunt with no treasure is just a major disappointment and fail. And I go back home. Jesus and I have walked life enough. I understand he's good, but in this moment, I was just really frustrated and hurt. So we went days without speaking. Now, Jesus is kind of a weird dude because the no, no time ever did he seem mad at me. But he, he just waits. He'll just wait till I am ready to talk or to hang out. And so slowly, slowly, we started hanging out again. We started living life again, getting back into the routine. It, it honestly felt nice. After so many weeks of being gone away from this place that made, made me feel safe, it was nice to be back home. So we lived life again. Every now and then I'd get hit with a wave of anger, feeling embarrassed. I mean, a lot of this stuff people saw. I had even talked to some of the people on the shore about the treasure we were going to go get that first day. Flipper girl, they called me. And I would have these thoughts about the things I had done and the moments along the journey where Jesus didn't take me further. And I just felt embarrassed. Sad, angry, misunderstood. I don't know. It was all just a thing. So this went on for months. Just kind of living life, but not, it wasn't completely back to normal. And I knew eventually I'd have to talk to Jesus about this. And I said, as we were eating dinner night, one night by the fire, I said, Jesus, I want to talk to you about this gift you have for me. And he turned and looked at me as if nothing had ever happened with this huge smile on his face. And he says, I have such a good gift for you. 
I hope one day I can show you this treasure I have. It's going to be so amazing, and I can't wait. I mean, what in the world? What's your deal, dude? I said, his response cooled down my anger a bit, because he is so genuine. But still, I was so confused. What is going, I, I, you know, could you just tell me? Like, what is going on with this? I'm so used to living life with you, and you're constantly, you are good to me. You're constantly giving me these gifts, and I'm so thankful. But now you're, this whole new thing that we're doing together, what is, what is this? Why do you keep telling me that we're going to find this treasure on this adventure, and you haven't once told me what to do and how to prepare and what I should do to get the treasure. And he looks at me and he says, follow me. I do feel like he has said that before. I said, so that simple. Follow me. I said, okay, I'm ready. He said, okay, we'll leave in the morning. When we w woke up the next day, I, you know, I can remember, it's weird how life changes you and experiences change you. The first day we set out for, for this adventure, I was so excited, full of hope, excited to hold that treasure, I thought, at the end of the day. And now it's months later, and I'm not the same person. Plus, I know what this journey is going to entail, entail now. So we wake up. And he says, are you ready? And I say, yes. He says, okay, follow me. So I start walking after him on the beach. Of course, I know where we're headed now. I have nothing. No goggles, no life jacket, no flipper, nothing. And we get to the place of the boulders. There's people around still. And the, the water's really rough today. And he says, are you ready? Follow me. And I grabbed his arm and I said, Jesus, I can't do this. Last time, I couldn't even do this with a life jacket. Like, you don't understand. I'm not a good swimmer. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I will die if I go out there and swim to those boulders. And he looks at me and he says, Haley, I knew you before you were ever in your mother's womb. I've walked life with you on this earth. I know exactly who you are, how weak you are, what you can handle, and I know exactly who you are going to become. I have a plan for you, and this is a good plan leading you to good things follow me. And he turns around and he goes into the water. I'd like to say that this was a really inspiring moment because Jesus did speak to my heart. But if I'm just to be honest, this didn't feel right to every bone in my body. Going into this water that was rough, I knew I wasn't going to be able to do this. Like, there's inspiring moments, and then there's reality. And I start to get into this water. 
and I start to try to follow him. And I remember from last time that overreacting doesn't help. So I'm trying to breathe and be cool, you know, telling myself, you can do this, you can do this. But inside, I feel as if I'm being squeezed. I feel so anxious. It feels horrible. So are you ready to say yes to the thing that God has been asking you to do, but you don't know where to start? Or maybe you have started, but you quit because you're overwhelmed and it's confusing and it's hard to do these things. Well, I am excited to tell you that I have created something just for you. It's for the woman who is ready to take action and do the thing. It's called the Adventure Starter Pack. And this is to help you get through the ups and downs of saying yes to the adventure God has for you. So what is it? The Adventure Starter Pack is a customizable program that doesn't just help you start your adventure, but finish it. It includes a guide that will help you create a custom plan to get you where you need to go. But not just that, I'm going to give you resources to support you along the way. That includes a private podcast to help you on the tough days because trust me, there's a lot of obstacles in these experiences. And finally, I'm going to send you a journal because you are going to want to document what God does in your life through this. The Adventure Starter Pack is to help you through the ups and downs of saying yes to God because there's a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs. If this sounds like something you would be interested in, go to adventurestarterpack.com. I will send this to you in the mail and you can get started on taking the adventure that God has for you. I'm so excited. Let's do this. This is not fun. So we finally get out past the pretty intense part where the waves are starting to level out some. And I start swimming and I'm just, just do it. One, one, Haley, just breathe. You can do this. Just breathe. And I'm trying to just speak to myself when I run into Jesus. And I stop, and I'm looking at him. I'm trying to swim. And he says, that's enough for today. Let's go back. Now, in the past, I've been very disappointed about returning to shore. This day in particular, not disappointed at all. Pretty good, okay? Because I was about to think, I can't do this much longer. I turn around, and thankfully, going back is much easier So we got back to shore, and I just started laughing. I just said, Jesus, I thought you were trying to kill me. Thank you for for not. And we made a fire, and we had dinner, and we talked about what, what all of the emotions I felt doing that. And he said, we're going to do that tomorrow again. Is that okay? And I said, yeah, I think so. It was just as hard tomorrow. I was a little bit sore. We just went a tiny bit farther than we did before. He turns around. He says, let's go back. We did this day after day after day for weeks, every day going just a bit farther. In time, I learned the rhythm of this ocean. In fact, I began to think of the swim as relaxing. We worked up so much that I could get to the boulders, and eventually we could swim around. This became where it was not a difficult thing for me. And it was weird because I would think back to when I first started on day one. And I was not the same person. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't all easy. I had many moments of being terrified, feeling as if I couldn't breathe, struggling, wondering, how long is this going to take? And then you'd have these 
life-changing moments that you discovered that Jesus was guiding you and taking care of you. So one day, it was a normal day, no warning. I looked over at Jesus under the water, and he turned around and he waved as if to say, follow me. And we headed straight back to that crack in the boulder, swam all the way through, got to that little opening where last time we couldn't go any farther. And one last time he turned, waved to check and see if I was good to go through. I nodded and I said, again, you would think at this moment I'm excited. But there's a couple of factors here. I didn't go back up to take a breath. I feel like I need a breath, and I'm getting ready to enter into a little hole of darkness under the ocean and a long way out. I halfway think maybe I should turn around and go get a breath first, but Jesus is gone by now. And at this point, like I figure I should probably follow him. The thought does cross my mind. What if he's trying to kill you? I decide to follow. I go in. It's dark. It's a small area. And as I start panicking for breath and trying to think about things, I just flip harder my little feet. And I try to go. And you know when you're running out of breath and your body just starts doing that like thing, like you are trying to breathe but you're underwater? I started doing that. And as I'm struggling for my life, I feel a hand grab me and pull me out. And I fall on all fours and I'm coughing and I'm choking and I'm gagging. And I'm just very thankful for air. And I look down at my hands, and I see pink sand. And I immediately, like, snap out of it and into this moment. And I look down, and all around me is this most beautiful pink sand. And I look up, and we're in this place, in this boulder combination. And it's not open to the sun. There's only cracks of sun poking through. And all around are these beautiful tropical flowers and vines that have grown up into this room. Pink sand on the ground. There's an opening of water in it where the coral reef had continued to form. Fish swimming around. When I say that this was the most amazing experience of my entire life, and I just began bawling. Was it because it was so beautiful? No. It was because that was the moment that I realized this whole time that my God was not just being mean to me. We spent the rest of the afternoon there. We looked at all the different parts. I wanted to remember it all. Not as if I couldn't come back now anytime I wanted, but this was just a special moment in my life. We turned around to leave and Jesus said, do you want to take a treasure? And I look down and I see this most ordinary shell that you've ever seen in your entire life. And I say, I'll pick this one. He says, Haley, after all that, that's what you're going to take from this? I said, yeah. We swam back. We got a fire going. We made dinner. And we just talked all about our favorite parts of the experience. I shared with Jesus, like, I literally thought you were killing me at that moment. It got quiet, and I got my shell out, and I just looked at it by the fire. And it was so interesting because I thought, if anyone else in the entire world looked at this shell, 
it would have no value. Absolutely none. There's a billion just like it. But for me, you couldn't put a price on it. This was the treasure, the greatest treasure I ever had in my entire life. And it cost me one of the most precious things that I have, my time. I looked at that moment and I realized that the treasure, the gift, it was never about a shell. And to be honest, it wasn't even about that cool place we found in the boulders. The treasure was me finally realizing that no matter what, I could trust this man. I could trust where Jesus was going to take me. And on top of that, it was the gift of learning who I could become. You see, without the journey, without his journey, I would have never discovered that I'm a great swimmer in the ocean. I'm strong. I know the rhythm. I know how to maneuver the waves. I know how to move among the things and flourish there. But I had no idea that I was built for this deep place. I would have never guessed. Interrupting my thoughts, Jesus says, hey, the sun is setting. The clouds are coming through. He says, do you see that big cloud over there with the flock of birds? I said, yeah. He said, well, right about there, under the water, I have a gift for you. Do you want to come? The question I have for you, how did the Christian culture become a place where nice people go to a nice church and raise nice families and do nice things so they can have time with their nice God and go to their nice heaven? Where did it go wrong? Where did the Christian culture come to believe that they're made for the shores, that they're made for the shallow, that they're made for these nice little candy cookie-cutter experiences with God where you take a nice Bible study and you get a treasure. You have a nice service and you get a treasure. You do a nice thing for someone and you get a treasure. When did we become the culture that thinks that that's where our call is? How did we miss out on the fact that we are called for the deep? The place is unknown. The people that people don't, the things that people don't even know are out there. How did we miss this? How did we come people that think our relationship with God should make us always feel safe when he knows that he's called us into the most dangerous situations on this earth because we can handle it? And what we can't handle, he'll equip us on the way. How did we come to believe that our faith and our experiences with Jesus should always make us feel safe and secure? And when we don't feel safe and secure, we must be misunderstanding the plan. And we must be off track. How did we become people who thinks Christianity is predictable? Sunday, Wednesday, 
a little good, a little prayer, a little Bible study. How did we become these people? How did we become the people that thinks we should feel strong in our faith? I'm telling you right now, if you feel strong most of the time in your faith, you are not in God's will. Because you are called to lean into your weakness, to know your brokenness. The blessed are the broken, blessed are the meek. And you want to know why we're so broken? And you want to know why we're so meek? That's because we are way in over our heads. We are doing things we're not qualified to do. You think we should be swimming out to the boulders? No. Haley's flipper girl. She should stay on the shore where she belongs, where she's comfortable. You were never designed, you were never invited to live a life where you feel strong. And if you do feel good and strong every day in your life, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you are not in God's will for your life. Because that means you are on the shore, keeping everything nice and pretty and tucked in, making sure that you don't do anything you don't want to do. And how did the Christian culture become those people? How do we look at Jesus' life and take away from it, well, a service a week and some Christian music as we ride in the car, and we should be pretty good? How did we become the people that think we're not invited into messy? Because we are invited into messy. How did we become the people that believe all of God's risks that we take will stay in our little private place and nobody will ever see it because that will be embarrassing? Because it is embarrassing when you go out and you think you can do something and people are seeing it and you fail. And that's what Jesus will ask you to do. Every single one of you, yeah, he will live life with you, just you two, teaching you, showing you things about who you are, showing you things about him. That's awesome. I'm not against that. That's intimacy, and we all need that. But once you're ready, he'll say, and now I'm calling you to a new place. And if you don't respond to that call, if you're not willing to get your little flipper feet in action and walk down the shore with the creator that created you, that knows every single thing about you, you will stay stuck and you'll stay living in a place where you feel this whisper that there's something more for you. Because there is. And maybe that's why the Christian culture lives with the whisper that there's something more because we have a church that's living on the shores we have a church that is living in their comfort zone we have a, a church that has been taught all about the reward of christianity and not about the cost today i want you to understand what it feels like to walk with your creator it feels horrible. <laughs> and I say that from experience. The things he asks me to do are embarrassing. I can't do them. I do them wrong. I do them awkwardly. And yet time and time again, I find myself back at home with the whisper, I have something for you. I have something for you. And it's a haunting way to live because once you start responding to that and following his lead, you become addicted. And I want every single one of you guys to become addicted to freedom because that's where he's taking you. That's the whole point of the adventure that he has for you. That's why it costs you so much because we live in the bondage 
of this life. We live in the bondage thinking that we're safe on the shore and it feels so good and the wind is nice and I like to be tan. And he calls you to places unknown, to things you're not qualified for, to things that you could fall on your face and look so stupid. And that's his voice. And we have a Christian culture inside a church building that thinks we're fulfilling God's will because we are always in a Bible study. And don't get me wrong, I'm not against Bible studies. I host them all the time. We need to know God's word. But if we're not taking action, what is the point? We're no different than the Pharisees at that point. I'd like everyone to stand up. I want to say a prayer. If there is anyone here that feels, without a doubt, you know you're being called in to something more, I want to take time to pray with anyone who feels like they could use prayer for courage today. I'm along with every single else who's been talking about God's doing something on the earth. God is doing a revival. Amazing things are happening. This is a great time to say yes to that whisper. This is a great time to respond to the invitation God has for you. This is a great time to be prepared for what it's going to take. And next time you follow God's lead and you're doubting yourself, you can think of Flipper Girl. You can think of all the failures that it takes and you can know that that's not a sign that you're not in God's will. It's a sign that you are. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for every single person here, and I thank you for what you're doing on this earth. And I, for one, say yes. I want to be there. I want to follow you. No more, no less. Just what you have planned for me in my life. And I pray that for every single person here that, that, that wants that too. Every single person here that wants what you have for them. No more, no less. I ask right now that every heart in this place would be stirred. I pray that this week, every single person here would hear the whisper. I have something for you. I have a gift for you. Do you want to come? Do you want to follow me? And I pray that when they would hear that and they see the thing that Jesus is asking them to do that doesn't make any sense, that makes them feel scared, that makes them look stupid, I pray they would remember what it is that truly the life that they're invited to. And it's not about the instant success. It's about the journey. It's about who they're going to become and who they're going to learn that you are. It's about finally coming to a place that we trust our God with all that we have and all that we are, no matter the cost that it cost us. We will give it all if that's what it takes because we are obsessed with taking the adventure that you have for us. I pray right now that your will would be done and your kingdom would come in this place as it is in heaven. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. I absolutely loved having you here. Now don't forget, if you are ready to say yes to that thing that God has been asking you to do and you want some support, Go to adventurestarterpack.com and let me help you not only start your adventure, but finish it. And for those of you saying, how do I know what God wants me to do? I don't know. What adventure should I start with? How do I know if it's God? I have something for you too, and it's totally free. 
go to redemptionunveiled.com adventure. I have a private podcast that you can listen to that will help you clarify what adventure God is inviting you on and where you should start. Thank you guys so much for joining me. As always, you can catch me on any of the socials. I'll see you next time.